the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I have my veto pen drawn and ready, and I have only one thing to say. Go ahead. DJ DJ AM eleven seventy. The answer. It's the best of the Andrea K show. I know we all, including myself, wanted Andrea to get so much better between hour one and hour two. We'd be live, live, live this hour. She's eating a donut and seeing if that is going to give her the proper nutrition to get her through till tomorrow to bring you the best show ever. So it's all about the donuts. Popeye's got the spinach. Andrea's got the donuts. She's still recouping, and we'll be hearing from Andrea hopefully tomorrow. But you're going to be hearing right now the continuation of last Thursday's show, which was on the National Day of Prayer. We had on the beginning of the show of Hour 2, Dave Elhoff. What, two days in a row, you say? Because last Wednesday, last Thursday, yes, another bank gone under. The banking crisis continues. Thanks, Joe Biden, for doing nothing. And they want to nationalize it all and to get the ins and the outs and the bads and why it should not be regulated. Dave Elhoff, the financial thought doctor, brings it to us straight right here with news you can use. Financialthoughtdoctor.com. It's the best of the Andrea K. Show. I'm DJ Potato Skin. See you at the bottom of the hour with a news clip. The airing of this program by this station is not an endorsement or recommendation by the station of the products or services discussed in the program. The station does not guarantee the results of any investments made by a listener to this program. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. Smooth like butter, sweet like honey, looks so good like she made off money. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to hour two of tonight's Andrea K. Show. Thank on Jesus. Yes, indeedy. On uh, this Friday Eve, got my eye on a puzzle up on the left on the monitors. From think uh, you know it? it? I I absolutely do know it. Yeah, you know, but it's easy to you always know all the puzzles and the answers for you know game shows when you're sitting on you know on your sofa, right? It's easy from the couch. Exactly, it is. Um, all right, um, back by popular demand, mainly mine and skins, we have Financial Thought Doctor back with us tonight. I failed y'all last night in not bringing up the bank collapse earlier in the week of First Republic Bank. And then I thought, okay, well, uh, and then today it was another day, another bank failure. We had PacWest Bank uh, on collapse, uh, on the verge of collapse today. And so, of course, we had to bring back the one and only financial thought doctor, Fighting Meadows, to wrap with us tonight. Hey, my dear. Yes. How are you, AK? Well, I'm trying to not um, panic over, you know, what's happening with the banks. I think that we have to be aware that I, I sent you an article. I don't know if you or it was actually an uh, opinion piece about what's going on here. I actually... 
um, think that uh, the, I, I agree with the piece. I think that, that there is a movement. When you look at Janet Yellen picking and choosing which uh, depositors above the FDIC guarantee and which banks they want to rescue, um, of course, the, the classic liberalism picking and choosing winners and losers. I mean, it certainly looks to me as though what's going on here is looking to ultimately nationalize our money situation. And you know, nationalize anything, and it is going to get worse. Yeah, it's not going to solve the problem because the main reason for these <coughs> banks going under is um, risky, uh, really, really bad management. And the Feds were supposed to be increasing their management of the banks after Dodd Dodd Frank. Um, and I think that the feds overseeing the banks were happy to see, like in the case of, of Silicon Valley Bank, uh, all the investments into green energy deals and the money that was given, $25 million given to Black Lives Matter, right? I also think that they like seeing regional and community banks fail because in the, in, in the case like First Republic Bank, then you've got the feds seizing it and negotiating the purchase by Chase. And now, I mean, pretty soon, Chase... Chase is going to be the only bank left, right? Well, it, nationalizing and getting control and have fewer people or fewer banks that you need to have in your pocket to control the masses. Yeah. It's baked the high heaven. Yeah. That we are a country that is based upon free enterprise. Mm-hmm. where we have options. We don't have a single option. Pretty soon, it's going to be like the USSR. Yeah. That if you keep going down that street, the banks are going to control the money. Once they have your money under control, folks, they have you under control. And that's a sad thing about it, AK. Yeah. Is that... You can vote in socialism, but the only way you can take it out is through blood and guts. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, I hate to say it, but it's true. And what makes us different is that we've got weapons. But somebody said the other day they were able to shut down an entire nation uh, and didn't and and nobody and I'm not advocating for violence, so don't be saying that I am. But not only was there no blood that was shed, everybody went along with it. And if yeah. they were able to shut us down over a virus, we're, yep. you know, we're, we've already gone submission. Well, and it's never been done before. That's where government control comes in and says, okay, we're going to do this. And everyone goes along with it because they base it all upon fear. I don't know about you. Have you had COVID? Yeah. And how was it? Oh, I mean, I've had hangnails that were more painful, that were worse. (laughs) (laughs) I scraped all my my toenails off one time riding a bike at Camp Lejeune (laughs) with no shoes on. (laughs) 
<laughs> True story. And that was, let me tell you, that was painful. And the Reen sisters, we had some neighbor girls, Doreen, Laureen, Maureen, and we called them the Reen sisters. <laughs> and the Reen, <laughs> and the Reen sisters came and sat on the porch and sang to me and held my hand while mama wrapped my feet. Mama didn't even bother to take me over uh, to, to, to the hospital at that point. She was tired of taking me. But yeah, I mean, it was absolutely nothing. Now, look, did people die from it? Absolutely. Um, many not people. Necessarily, not, not necessarily. Most of them died from all other reasons, but they they named it COVID so they could get the money. Well, yeah, exactly. That's my point is that the people that legit died from it are people that would probably have died from the flu anyway because they had multiple comorbidities, right? I mean, it was prim- primarily older people in their 60s who were vulnerable. And when it, 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 it first of all, because of their age, and then when you've got comorbidities like type 2 diabetes and heart disease and all the rest of it, then you get, you know, get sick. And then, of course, it's worse when they denied proven therapies right like ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine they wait and they literally because the first time I, I i've only tested positive for it once and but but i actually had a sinus infection um during that time and i couldn't even get my regular old which was basically a refill i mean i have been taking for sinus infections the same uh, group of medicines now for many years and i couldn't even get it because they were not going to give anybody who was sick any treatments whatsoever. They wanted you at home until you literally couldn't breathe, then had to go to the hospital and be stuck on a ventilator. So, and you know what? America went along with it, right? They got us, they got too many Americans sucked in under fear. And, um, and, and so, um, it's a, that's a powerful thing. And so as uh, getting back to the banking thing, you know, uh, we're, we were talking about how in socialism, it's easy to vote in. And the only way out of it is with bullets. And I don't even I, I don't think that we're a nation that would. I mean, we have we can hardly even get people to go to the polls. Elhoff. Most people don't even uh, bother to vote. I know. And that's the sad thing about it. And like you say, it. It started with COVID. If they can fear COVID into your life, now they're going to fear banking into your life. And they want to have control over everything. Mm-hmm. The deep state in this country and this Democratic administration is dangerous yeah. to the way of the American life. I can't say any more clear because if you look at what, Biden did when he came in the total opposite of Trump. And you see where we are today compared to upon the day when he went in. It's a travesty. Yeah. It's an absolute travesty. And if people don't wake up, we're going to be in a disaster. Yeah. In fact, uh, one of the things that they, their goal with COVID by locking us in and telling everybody and everything that we already just described and then saying, you'll get your life back when you're be willing to get the shot. That was supposed to be done and implemented globally with a vaccine passport that's going to be on your phone. One of the other things that happened. So, so it, to usher in control and, and as it includes money is they need to get us under a technocracy state, right? They need to get us all on these 
devices where they can, that's really where they can control us, right? And one of the things I noticed during COVID, they want to get us to a cashless society. What a convenience during, how convenient for them during COVID that suddenly a lot of places weren't taking cash because, you know, you could go around and touch cans and packages and all kinds of stuff in the grocery store and put those on a conveyor belt that then the cashier is going to touch, but that cashier cannot touch any cash you're about to hand them out of your wallet, right? And then they also said we had a coin shortage. So that was another excuse that they had. Suddenly we don't have a coin shortage anymore, right? It's a bunch of crap. We don't, right? I mean, you see any signs? Right. So it was all because they were going to, they were going to use the excuse of COVID to force us into cashless society, force us onto these devices where you can't do anything in your life without showing your VAX passport. Then it was going to be social credit scores. And if we're cashless society, if you're not complying with what they want, you're not going to be able to purchase goods or maneuver around society. That was the game plan. It hasn't completely gone away. They weren't able to get it over on us. Oh, they're retu- they're retooling. It's all but they're, they're doing. They're absolutely retooling it, and so that's part of what's at play with this bank situation. They they know that these banks are doing this all kind of risky stuff. They could have stopped it. They're ready to swoop in. There's another one now. We had PacWest. Another one today that's struggling. Western Alliance Bank Corporation. Um, eventually, there's only going to be a couple left, and then you know the government thing. Then you know it is really in control. Mostly, if they can then get us to a digital currency, then then we're really toast. Well, I love what you just said, Andrea, and I love Elhoff's response because there was a test on the digital, the U.S. digital currency with like the major banks. So if they get all these small regional banks out of the way, yep. it's game on. Yep. Yeah. And I don't know that the solution is to go buy gold, which I hear all day, every day. How is that the solution, Elhoff? That's whatever. That's what all the other geniuses all day in media are saying. Well, you know, yes, we know that over time gold has held its value and all that. But there's also people that once they've convinced the people to go into all gold, suddenly gold reverses and they lose everything. Mm, yeah. So it does come down to, we talked about it last night, 80% of what happens to us, we have no control over. The other 20%, you need to identify and have control over and do the right things. And the problem is, is that government and financial institutions work on the same formula, Andrea. Yeah. The same formula is, you put money to work at a rate of return over time, and you have this accumulation in the future. That formula is flawed from the beginning. Number one, money goes up and down in value. Number two, the rate of return. There is no guarantee on the rate of return. Time is the only thing we have. Mm-hmm. And time, everyone starts out with the same amount of time, And once you've wasted it, you've lost it. Mm -hmm. And now people, 50, 60 years old, are getting ready to retire. Um, By the way, I I was a master of ceremonies today at the National Day of Prayer downtown. And one of the listeners. Good for you. Yeah. And one of the listeners was a Marine. Hey, Oscar, if you're listening tonight, great to meet you today. And and, uh, we had a laugh today over last night, you and I talking about the blue um, the, the blue, I can't remember, was it the blue blanket or the, or the blanket party, uh, thing? Yeah. yeah. 
Well, he was saying in uh, the Marines, the blanket party is they wrap you in a blanket and kind of like the kind of like the code red from a few good men. And they beat you with a bar of soap. You were talking about something a little bit different. Wrap somebody, wrap some of these people like that drag dude in a blue blanket and toss them overboard. (laughs) We're just we're just joking, people. All right, Elhoff. um, Now, listen, I'm going to let you go because I'm sure you were getting ready uh, for uh, King Charles's coronation happening Saturday. I know you've probably got your house oh, God, all decorated. <laughs> <laughs> you mean oh, Sir Elhoff. Not on my calendar. Uh-huh. Oh, the Kentucky Derby is on. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you heard, but four ponies have gone down this past week at the at the Derby. I don't know what's going on there. Oh, well, they go down all the time. You just don't hear about it, but now you do. Mm, well, you have fun this weekend, whatever you do. And I, I just, I have a feeling you're going to be watching King Charles and Camilla at the coronation this weekend. You just don't want to admit it. Well, Elhoff is royalty, so of course. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing I watched was Dive funeral oh i did watch that i did watch that oh before we let you go tell everybody how to get a hold of you 619-548-0965 leave me a text leave me a message or go to financialthoughtdoctor.com and check it out there's a lot of tools on there that can help you out to think a layer deeper because that's what you got to do folks because everything that wall street and the world is putting on you has flaws in it. Mm-hmm. And that's what we need to identify, help you identify risks, taxes, regulations, depreciation. All those things are a factor and you feel it every day, mm-hmm. but you don't understand that you feel it every day and that right. help you understand that. Right. Well, thank you, my dear, for being here. All right. Two nights in you a know. row. We'll let you go now. Right. Take thank it easy. You. All right. Bye. We're going to take a little break. We come back. Bud Light has finally decided to, to to try to do something to try to stop the the pain, ease the pain of what's going on there. They've responded, and so has the Navy, by the way, over the um, not so great, equally bad marketing ploy as Bud Light. Stay tuned. Hearing of this program by this station is not an endorsement or recommendation by the station of the products or services discussed in the program. The station does not guarantee the results of any investments made by a listener to this program. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, while eating a donut too. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. So I just saw this from uh, on Twitter. Uh, from at Kerry Lake War Room. No one is saying not to fight the culture war, but it's simply not the most critical issue heading into 2024. The GOP must show the country how it plans to turn the economy around and prevent World War III. We need to take this country back from Joe Biden before we can take our culture back from his friends. Um, you're, I, 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 uh, you don't take the culture back, then you don't get the other back. You got to be kidding me! I thought she got it. Has she? I, I, I thought she did too. I don't know. I, I, she's obviously. I, I, she could be um, a phony. She could be just. This is so establishment. I can't even tell you. It makes me angry. 
makes me angry that I supported this woman. This is John McCain crap. That's what this is. This is uh, what's-her-face who got ran out by her own uh, Wyoming voter, Liz Cheney. This is Liz Cheney. This is 1988 strategy. And you know why? Because this is what the Republican establishment has been touting for decades, while the left has been taking over our culture inch by inch by inch. And you know why she's wrong? Because this is why we lose. This is why we've lost. And let me tell you, if this is your strategy, Carrie Lake, if this is what you believe, you're dead to me. Dead to me. R.F. Kennedy Jr. is better than she is right now. He gets it. The economy and World War Three. This is classic crap weasel, Mitt Romney, John McCain, Liz Cheney, Lindsey Graham crap. This is why we have five-year-olds being mutilated in this country. Because the Republican Party has refused to engage in the culture war. They're scared of it. Because they're being, their brains have been controlled by the same old, uh, in, the, uh, uh, the, um, advisors, the people like Ron Nearing here in San Diego County who ran the Republican Party into the grave. We've got fighters now in the Republican Party trying to undo his damage. Refusing to, refusing to fight in the culture. If all you're going to talk, and this is why when we when we had the a recall of Gavin Newsom, I said I wanted I, when I'm hosting a debate, I ask every candidate the same questions because there's no other way to evaluate them when you're asking this one about so, social here and this one about the economy and this one about foreign policy. I mean that's the dumbest thing ever. And one of the things I said to all the candidates, including Caitlyn Jenner, was I said we're going to stipulate that all Republicans want low taxation and low regulation. So I'm not going to ask about that. I'm going to ask you to talk about the real issue that's destroying this country. There's no such thing as being fiscally fiscally conservative and socially liberal. There's no such thing as only focusing. We've lost this country and the state of California because all Republicans want to talk about is low taxation, the economy and war. And you know what? Where are we? We've got people losing their jobs because they don't want to use pronouns they're being forced to use. We had businesses shut down. People, pregnant women being told, you can't go to work if you don't take a jab. You're not allowed to drink coffee as a pregnant woman, but we're going to force you to be be jabbed by poison. That's all cultural. Every bit of it is cultural. Shame on you, Carrie Lake. Shame on you. And you know what? Trump needs to get in on this too, because Trump, when I'm watching a lot of his, a lot of his, his interviews and stuff, it's great that he talks about his economy, but you know what? He got a lot of the economy's economic successes because the Republican Party was happy to go along with that. They did want to go along with building the wall, and you know what? We didn't get the wall. Remember? We didn't, we didn't get the wall. He got as much as he could by hook or by crook, but we didn't get the wall. You know why? Because the Republican Party was, was the wall against him. Why is it sad that RFK Jr. looks more Republican than a lot of people right now? Especially Miss MAGA, Carrie Lake. I want to hear Trump push back against this cultural stuff. He said that he wants to ban any of this mutilation of children. But you've got to deal with this culture stuff at a cultural level as well. You've got to be saying, we are not going to, to go along with your insanity of your pronoun crap. 
You're not a woman because you cut something off of your body and take some pills. You know how far this has gone? We, we now have you. It's not the biggest issue we face. We now have people putting bleach in their eyeballs and, and calling themselves transabled now. We, I didn't watch this Met stuff. I don't even know what this Met gal is about. I've never been about any of that. Apparently, some singer showed up and only meowed and literally had her face turned into looking like a cat and literally did the entire night at, literally as a cat. So we literally have people out of our entertainment industry now identifying as felines. Don't tell me, Carrie Lake, that our culture isn't, isn't an issue. We've got to take our country back and then deal with No. Ron Nearing came on my show one time and I said, what are we going to do about, and I can't remember what the topic was, oh, we'll deal with that in election year. And I said then, this was like 2009, I said, no, maybe 2012, I said, the Democrats push their agenda 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, and the Republican Party won't even talk about something till election year. You want to know what uh, fighting the social issues sounds like? What? I don't think I'm denigrating the views of half the country. I mean, let's take the touchiest of those subjects right now on the trans issue. Mm -hmm. I think that when a kid says that I'm born into the wrong body, that my gender doesn't match my biological sex, Mm -hmm. more often than not, that is a case of a mental health disorder. That doesn't mean you disrespect that person. Mm -hmm. It means they're crying out for help. I met with two young women who regret the decisions they made going through double mastectomies, one a hysterectomy, chemical intervention, now trying to teach kids across the country that when you're struggling inside, going through adolescence, yes, that involves some struggle, We live in a cultural moment today where adults are affirming that confusion rather than actually ever treating them compassionately. That's cruelty. You ever talk to parents that have a a, a kid who's going through this? I have, actually. Yeah, Yeah, I I mean, I mean, it's a parent. My point is, it's a difficult place to be. I acknowledge that. What we need to do is really not. I know because that was me. The only thing I would quibble with him on is you have to be careful about describing every kid who ever felt that way as somebody mentally ill. That's not accurate. It's not a mental, I was that kid. I spent my entire childhood pre-puberty thinking a mistake had been made. And let me tell you, my parents handled it in the right way. It was like that meme I talked about. Shows a mom like in the, in, from the 50s, a little girl, mom's making peanut butter jelly sandwiches. And the little girl's like, mom, mommy, I think I'm a boy. And the mom's like, well, you're not. That's the way it's handled and you go on. We don't need to be be acting as though this is a mental health thing because then we're going to have parents dragging the kid to a psychologist. That's actually going too far. Well, I was just going to say, it, it, it's the other extreme, but, it, but yes. at least he gets like oh, where, yeah. where the line is. Well, he's willing to go there. <clears throat> he's willing to say, look, I'm not going to. And, and when it comes to adults, we need to separate it too. Because the majority of children like me, and there's a difference between when you're talking to somebody who's gone through puberty at 14 or 15 and somebody pre-puberty. So one of the mistakes that is made is lumping out everybody who's going, you know, in this, lumping everybody together, right? The majority, we used to call girls like me tomboys. And the right thing that was done was you ignore it. You're not. Oh, I, you know, or a boy. I think I'm a girl. You're not a girl. You're a boy. You know, I knew several growing up, Andrea, and they came out just fine. 
Yes, because what, you know, once the, because it's, and this is why I'm quibbling over the mental thing, because it had not, I did not have a mental disorder. I did not have my female puberty kick in and my female hormones kick in. And when they did, as is 90 something percent of the case, it's actually not a mental health for children who are six, seven issue. It's just a prepubescent situation and circumstance and you don't feed it, right? If you've got a little girl like my niece who thinks she's a cat, you don't go, yes, you're a cat. I think that's where he was going. And again, as yeah. you said, I think he, he just went too far. And then he, and then what, what we've got to do is we've got to recognize that a lot of these, uh, these in the middle of puberty and 13 and 14 and 15 year, are being recruited into it. That's not mental. That's They're not mentally ill either. They're victims. That confusion is generated and created by people doing that to their minds. And so the reason why it's important we understand all this is that we need to remove this indoctrination from the schools. Shame on Carrie Lake because we this needs to be dealt with today. This needs to be taken out of our schools, taken out of our, our medical offices, taken out of every aspect of society. We're preying upon children. Now, when you get into an adult like the one that, that we played the clip of last night, who, if you saw the video of this person, that's somebody mentally ill. This Doja Cat singer making herself look like a cat and only answering me out. I don't know how much. Oh, of that. I saw that last night. It was disturbing. I, yeah. And I, I think even if it was an attempt um, to, you know, be clever from an artist standpoint, it was sick. It was sick. This that was not Gaga wearing a meat dress, okay? That was some mentally ill stuff, and I think that and I think that um, uh, in Ravek's uh, Ramaswamy's defense, when you go on these TV shows, as I've done many times, you don't really have an opportunity to, and, and that's part of the problem with TV, is that it's the show is chopped up into so many small segments, and each person gets about thirty seconds and or a minute take them out of context. Well, it, well, you only get a minute or thirty seconds to you know make your argument. So we need to be talking about this more in depth, and and, and any Republican who's refusing to go there. Is you get out, get out of the way, step off. I'm not interested in you. I, if you're not willing to fight this culture war because that's where the battlefield is for this country, then get out of here because all Republicans want low taxation. What else you got for me? And at this point, Carrie Lake, you've got nothing. Low taxation isn't going to save the country. No, it's not. No, it's not. Because it, 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 and and by the way, low taxation without cutting spending isn't going to solve the problem either. Going to take a break. What else are we going to talk about? Should we talk about the good news of Fox ratings dumping and the same with uh, Bud Light's sales? We're going to talk Rating about it. so. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'll say it. <laughs> AM 1170, The Answer, the best of the Andrea K. Show. Yesterday on the show, we had financial thought doctor Dave Elhoff on, and we played a clip from the CNN town hall, which they thought they were going to have their way with Trump. But they did not. He answered masterfully just about every question, including one from the audience. They said, heck, the economy not doing great. Everybody is suffering. How would you improve the economy if you were elected president in 2024? He had three simple words, which we played last night. Drill, baby, drill. And then here's the rest of that answer and the question once again on why he was so great for the economy and why he would be. 
again. My question is regarding the economy. Over the past two years, we have seen the prices for everything skyrocket. From food to gas to utilities and insurance costs, many people's bills are up several hundred dollars a month, including mine. If elected president again, what is the first thing you would do to help bring down the cost to make things more affordable? Drill, baby, drill. We were energy independent. We were soon going to be energy dominant. And nobody had ever done what I did. We got oil down to $1.87. Actually, it fell lower than that in some cases. We had to save the oil companies the, the price was getting. So we were doing incredibly. We had the greatest economy in the history of our country, probably the greatest economy in the history of the world. We were energy independent, soon to be energy dominant. We were going to be bigger than Russia and Saudi Arabia put together times two. We have more liquid gold under our feet than any other nation, any other nation. And these stupid fools ended it. And energy went from $1.87 and even lower for gasoline, for a car. They went from $1.87 to five, six, seven, eight, and even $9. So I can't tell you who to vote for for president. I can't tell you to like or dislike Donald Trump. But I can tell you what does your pocketbook say? Do you like paying $1.87 for gas or do you like paying $9 for gas? Do you like being energy dependent or do you like being energy independent living in a country that is energy dominant where you don't have to worry about where things are coming from and how much you're going to pay? Pretty simple answer if you ask me. More of the best of the Andrea K Show coming up. I'm DJ Potato Skins. AK, dynamite in a dress or just Andrea K, whatever you call her. She's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. And right now you could call me hungry. Because <laughs> I am. It's that time of show, isn't it, Skins? Yes, yeah, normally. Actually, you're a little late tonight. It's normally after the time change. It's been about uh, close to 7 o'clock straight up. Yeah. Um, I, well, you had me all fired up and it had me forgetting for the moment, uno momento, um, in terms of... Uh, how hungry I was. All right. So Fox News ratings have dropped a ton. They've dropped Buku, B-O-O-K-O-O, after Tucker Carlson departure. I got to say, I'm a little disappointed that, you know, there's still 1.3 million watching. Um, but um, it, it's... Well, yeah, because there's a lot of people I knew. They said that's the reason they were watching Fox was yeah. Tucker. Yeah. Um, I think that... <sighs> Kind of, we had a caller from El Cajon, I think it was, who had said he still watches because there's other good people on there and he likes like Pete Hegseth. Well, Pete Hegseth, we're talking about the same time slot Tucker was in. They still got 1.3 million viewers. That's just bizarre to me, particularly if Lawrence Jones. I, I just don't get that. Um, it could be that they're curious. It could be that it's just habit, right? Um, I just find that interesting. But that doesn't mean that this is not incredibly bad news. Uh, for Fox. They are not going to recover like they did after Bill O'Reilly. I don't think that um, Lawrence Jones, I can't think of anybody. I mean, Tucker, actually, a lot of people don't realize how many years he's been in the business, right? That it took years and years. He's a phenomenal writer and, and the job was primarily a writing job. A lot of people don't realize when it comes to, to doing a show like that. I filled in for Allison um, Steinberg Monday for her show at One American News in Focus. And I had a team of people helping me. When I filled in for Kara 
at Tipping Point, I had to write some of it. Kara writes that entire show. So when you're watching the host and they're and they're leading into a story and they're talking about a story and there's videos playing and then there's graphics in the background, they come up with all of that. They have producers to help them with the graphics and stuff, but the monologues and the questions and all that, they write all of that. He is a phenomenal writer, and but he's had many years to hone his craft. And I've been following him for many years and he wasn't this great 10 years ago. He wasn't this great 15 years ago. Right. There is nobody out there. And I watch so much media. I can't think of anybody out there except maybe possibly Liz Wheeler that could have the ability um, to take that time slot and actually do as well as Tucker doing similar content. Megan Kelly, I think, is 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 just flourishing on YouTube and doing her own thing. And I think that what we I what I would encourage people to do is stop watching Fox, and because they're not giving you, and and for one of the reasons why I just talked about is that like Ravake and he goes on these shows and you only have a minute. The you there's other forums that are so much more um, conducive to actually getting the truth out there you know and so I think that we need to continue to support new media I'm happy that Fox is hurting they need to be punished um, for being part of the um, attempt to deny the American people the truth to lie to the American people they are forced for lies over there. They really are the fake news at this point. And I'm not going to support them. I haven't watched one minute of Fox News since the Chris Wallace debate. All right, back to uh, some other good news. Bud Light, um, they're not exactly recovering. I think I don't think that they've come back from the $5 billion market cap loss. Um, they still, I, I don't know anybody that gave up Bud Light that's going to go back to Bud Light. And certainly the statement that they've made here um, is it isn't going to get them anywhere? The CEO for Anheuser Busch, I think I said it right this time, Anheuser Busch. Um, instead of just saying, "Hey, we got this wrong," today his latest statement was, "It was one can and not a campaign." That's their excuse now for this. It was one can, not a campaign. Oh, so I guess it's okay. So t- to me, reading that headline makes it even worse. Keep your mouth shut instead of cut. He was better off staying silent than coming out and attempting to shame the people that his actual customer base that have walked away. It was one can, not a campaign. Basically, let me translate that. Shut up. It was one campaign. What's your problem? Right? It's got that tone to it for me. It's completely tone deaf. This was in a call to investors, um, so I don't think he meant for it to be leaked, but it's, it, you know, it just says everything. Um, one report is that they've lost 26% of their, of their business. I think it's got to be more than that at this point. He said, we need to clarify the facts that this was one campaign, one influencer, one post, and not a campaign. It was... But it was. You chose an influencer. You chose a man dressed up like a woman, dressed up like uh, 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 like a classic, iconic. When you think of one of the most iconic images 
and movies in American history, it is Audrey Hepburn in Breakfast at Tiffany's. With the hair pulled up in the bun, the sideswept bangs, the pearls, the simple black dress. This was such an offense to women out there and men. And to try to pass it off as, oh, it was just one influencer. You've gone woke. You've gone woke. And you know what? So is the Navy. They're trying to defend uh, their choice of using the drag queen. And here's what, uh, oh, shoot, I thought I had that article pulled up. Maybe I have it over here. We're going to take a break. We come back. I'll see if I can find the Navy's response to their drag queen choice for recruitment when we come back. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Going to read, uh, forget to tell you guys, email me at andreakshow.com. We have our 24-hour hotline, 844-814-5227. And don't forget, you can download the podcast as well. Uh, here's an email. Mo says, growing up is a state of confusion. Wouldn't want to do that again. Me neither. Would you go back, Skins? I mean, I, I guess if I would have to be able to pick the age. Overall, middle school, early high school, not a chance. Yeah. I mean, there were moments in those years that were pretty great, but overall... When I got to, when I got to like my end of my junior year, senior year, yeah, I got, most moments in there were, were pretty good. But before that, yeah, lots of confusion. Yeah, I'd go back to my LSU years because that was some fun. <laughs> go Tigers. I had some fun at LSU, baby. Um, yeah, I'd go back to there again, but not not any earlier than that. She says, truly wish the people that need to hear this would listen to you. I'm with you, dear lady. Transgender is all BS. Do not care for Clay and Buck. After that remark, done with them. I'll put something else in for noise. There will never be another rush. Most of their talk is gibberish. Yeah, um, thank you. Yeah, Rush Limbaugh, boy, could we, could we ever need, do we ever need Rush now? And you're right, there will never be another Rush Limbaugh. Just absolute magic on the mic. Um, you know, before the break, we were talking about the Navy and going woke and the drag queen. The Navy SEAL who took out bin Laden, um, has come out and said that he can't believe he fought for this. I mean, he's just disgusted by where the military is. Their excuse for it, is that, oh, you know, it's like we're just, it was, quote, designed to explore the digital environment to reach a wide range of potential candidates. Why do you want a wide range? It needs to be narrow, right? The original Top Gun movie was the best recruitment movie ever for the Navy. I don't I don't remember the story behind it. I don't think it was intended to be that. The US military didn't have anything to do with it except for a lot of the, you know, top gun peeps actually were advisors on it. But you think about those characters and even the latest on Mav. We're talking about you know or or even the Marines. What was the Marines on the billboards? The few the proud, the Marines. We're looking for a select few people. Now we got our military, the Navy throwing out a drag net to bring in, you know, the wider the net, the better, including drag people. Name of the movie, A Few Good Men. Right, A Few Good Men. Based upon uh, the Marines being the few, the proud, right? Uh, the Army, be all you can be. I mean, the idea is, because, and it's based on understanding that the purpose of our military was to kill bad people 
And in order to do that, you've got to risk your own life. It's a special individual that would do that, particularly, and given that we're an all-volunteer force. We don't need to be throwing out and bringing in just any old Tom, Dick, and Harry. Particularly somebody, Harry, who's trying to be a woman. No, we don't need that. That's not what we're supposed to be about. And I'm sure that recruiting is tough. Particularly since they purged the select few, the volunteered, the heroes, the conservatives. Those that are like, my individual freedom matters to me. Why are you trying to force me to take a shot I don't want to take? And they're still, here we've got a recruitment problem and they're still pondering kicking out, what, 16,000 that didn't want the shot? Yeah, I thought there were no mandates. Yeah, the, this isn't a, the recruitment problem is that they're actually wanting to recruit lefties, right? They did a purge of the conservatives. It's, but it's a test of whether or not you're liberal enough this shot mandate at this point, in my opinion. Thanks for being here tonight. Tomorrow is Friday Fun Day. Bob Walters will be here. We'll have another great show for you guys. 844-814-5227 is a 24-hour hotline. Email me at Andrea K. Show. Don't forget to download the podcast if you miss any part of tonight's show. And we'll see you all tomorrow. Pray for our nation. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.